I am so excited to talk with Will Witt. Um, my kids are uh, big fans of yours. So, Will Witt, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I Abs- really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, actually, my daughter had to continue to text me and say, you need to get Will Witt on the show. And so, um, finally, I, I got a hold of you, and it's great to have you here. Well, I love that. I'm so glad your daughter's a fan. I hope you will be, too, after the end of this interview. Well, uh, I think I already am. So uh, you're, you do these videos for Prager University. And, of course, Prager University mm-hmm. is doing such great work. Uh, Thank but you. It, but it says here that you're a Colorado native, that you attended uh-huh. the University of Colorado in Boulder for a couple of years, and then you dropped out because of the, relent, the relentless indoctrination. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I went to school in Colorado for two years. I did a year at CU Boulder and then a C, at CU Denver. And it was the indoctrination. I was actually never a conservative until I went to college. I was never political until I went to college, and I saw just how terrible they were to any opposing point of view. I was actually, in my intro to sociology class, I was an English major at the time, worthless degree, and my TA uh, she looks at me, and there's this African-American girl sitting next to me, and she says, you are oppressing this girl because of the color of your skin, because of your white privilege. And to me, that like was incredibly shocking. And I realized that this is how you create a victim culture in America. And so after that point, uh, my sophomore year of college, I started getting very involved, working with student groups, uh, trying to speak around the state. And then I eventually sent a video that I made asking women what they thought about the wage gap on my campus to PragerU that I just made myself, edited myself, and they loved it, posted it, and long story short, PragerU gave me a, a job, and so I dropped out of school. Oh, my so gosh. That, what a story. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was an incredible experience to be able to work with PragerU. Well, and, and to that point, I mentioned this in, in the prior segment, but I don't have a college degree either. I think that this is a big lie that's been taught to people that you have to have this college degree to be a success. And then I think people um, actually, you know, go to school and, and many times buy into this indoctrination and they, um, you know, take on these, these huge loans and then they get out and they may end up with jobs that they could have done without a college degree. And I think we're doing a real disservice to our young people with that. No, we definitely are. I mean, I used to be a server in Colorado when I was still in college, you know, trying to make money. And I remember a lot of these people had master's degrees serving tables with me, and they were making more money serving tables than a job that they would get with their master's degree in whatever useless field that they, that they got it in. The college degree is totally not, it's not nearly as worth as much as it used to be. People are going to school and it's a daycare at this point and ideas are not able to be freely expressed at university. It's a shame because it's it's supposed to be the number one place where you're supposed to learn and, and educate yourself for the future. But people nowadays are not, they're not learning anything and they're only going for the piece of paper at this point. Right. And I agree. College used to, used to be a place where you were supposed to be able to kick the tires on these different ideas. And if you're presented with all, all the ideas and, and the truth, you know, nine times out of ten, people gravitate towards the truth. So I think that's one of the reasons that we're seeing voices being shut down on college campuses as well. No, it definitely is. And then, again, it costs so much money, incredibly. I mean, for why, I went to see Boulder. I don't know why they needed to make a pool in the shape of a buffalo. It just made no sense to me that they had to spend so much money on all these things when they should be putting that money towards courses and, and things of, of that nature. And, and reducing the cost for people. Free speech. 
Yeah. Yes, exactly. Reducing the cost. So, it, Dave, producer Dave, you look like you want to say something. They have no interest in reducing the cost. It's like this cash scam that makes the college administrators a ton of money. And so all these kids take out all these loans. There's no risk for the college at all. And so they don't care what happens to the kids after they graduate as long as they get their money. You know, I right, think they're getting the loans from the federal government. Well, and, you know, I, I thought it might be a good idea that colleges don't get paid tuition until somebody actually gets a job. Uh, and uh, gets to work, and uh, and uh, they need to guarantee that they're giving somebody somebody the tools that they can go out and get that job, and uh, otherwise they don't get paid. But I don't think the administrators like that idea. So yeah, I don't think so. It just make it it makes my head spin thinking that like why would you ever give a loan to someone who's going to get a degree in gender studies? It just doesn't make any sense to me why you would think that that's a good investment. But it is a good investment because they're going to continue to get paid because you can't file bankruptcy on a student loan uh, nowadays. So they'll give loans out to people getting worthless degrees or who didn't have good grades in high school. So anyone gets a loan nowadays. and It's, it's a huge scam. They can just keep raising the prices. Right. In the old days, I'm going to date myself, people used to have to earn scholarships if they were going right. to get money for school. So, but this is a great segue to your most recent Prager University video. NYU students want free college for all. And, uh, I, I mean, it's just kind of amazing to me the different people that you were interviewing here. But tell my listeners about that, Will Witt. Yeah, so that video we went out to NYU. I was actually giving a speech at State University of New York Maritime College, which is over there in Brooklyn or the Bronx, I mean. Um, and I went and made that video at NYU the next day, and it's just it's just incredible that you see these, these students who look like they haven't showered ever in their lives. That's the NYU aesthetic. And then they want to give free college for every single person when they probably got their college paid for by their parents or, or something like that. And every single person we talked to wanted free college for all. There wasn't one person except for that last guy who thought that maybe this isn't a good idea, maybe it would de-incentivize people to actually get a degree, or maybe it would be unfair for people to have to pay their taxpayer dollars for my degree. None of them except for one person thought that. Every single student thought that it should be free. And I think one of the questions that you asked the, the students, though, is if somebody didn't go to college, is it fair for the, them to have to pay taxes for this other person to go to college? Right. It's like if I wanted to be a, a trash man and made $200,000 a year and chose not to go to college, why am I or responsible to pay for your, your degree that you go and get at college that helps me in no way at all? That does nothing for me. So it's, it's incredibly selfish. I think the same thing when it comes to, to free health care, why I would have to pay for, uh, let's say, a drunk driver's medical expenses when I wasn't in that crash or something like that. Why, why am I responsible to pay for his, for his uh, dilemma? It doesn't make any sense to me. It, it should be people having to, to be responsible for themselves. But people in America have no responsibility nowadays. I talked about this a little bit in, in some, some live streams I do on, my, on PragerU page and, and my page, but that, that especially men nowadays are not able to take responsibility for anything that they do in their lives. And it's probably one of the biggest issues facing America. But you know what you just described when you were at uh, CU, either Boulder or Denver, where uh, this uh, teacher's assistant looks at you and says that you are pressing the person next to you 
just by virtue of who you are. And uh, this identity politics is really is really not a good thing. But I feel that that uh, Caucasian straight males are just totally under attack these days. And, uh, and you don't even know why. And um, I'm really concerned about what that is, what that is doing to our, our men. And now you're saying that, you know, a lot of them aren't taking responsibility. I mean, I think it's very, very connected. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. I mean, I go on social media. And, of course, as a conservative uh, person in the public eye, I get a lot of hate from a lot of people. And you can see that it's all these, it's all these anonymous accounts on social media who don't have their real face, they don't have their real name, and they go and just say the most horrible, disgusting things. And it's, it's these men not having to take any responsibility for their actions. So they can say whatever they want anonymously. So using that same token, how can you expect these men who, who take no responsibility on that front to ever take responsibility in a relationship, in a career, um, with anything like that? And, of course, they're not now. And it's a lot stemmed because the, the divorce rate in America is so high at this point, so men have no male role models really to look up to. So they don't feel like they've learned responsibility. But it's also because there's a, a distinct lack of community now in America. I mean, I live here in Hollywood in Los Angeles, and there is no sense of community here. Everyone does their own thing. Everyone is a social climber. There's, there's no people coming together to, to do things together, like if you lived in a, a smaller town or somewhere more conservative where there's churches or, or more family traditional values. But there is no sense of community here, and it, it plays into to young men's responsibility and also uh, the way women and men interact. Yeah, I think that, and you know, actually, Will, I think this goes back to the 60s with uh, Lyndon Johnson, President Johnson, and his great society. You know, basically what he did is he said to women that we will take care of you and your children as long as there's not a man in the house. And what that Mm -hmm. did to the relationship. So no longer was there the responsibility, you know, from from having sexual relations and, uh, you know, having a baby there. There was no longer then that responsibility um, for the man, which I think has really been detrimental to men, and then also what that's done to women and children. And I, I'm encouraged, though. I think that with your generation, I'm starting to see a swing back. Um, so I'm encouraged. We're going to go to break. I want to hear if you're encouraged. And then I, we've got to talk about a couple more of these videos. One of them, I was almost on the floor laughing so hard. So uh, let's go to break, and we'll be right back. Chicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. And we are having a conversation with Will Witt. He is a young guy who's doing all these great videos for uh, Prager University. And uh, now you're in Hollywood. I mean, is, what, isn't that everybody's dream to get to go to Hollywood? And here you are, a star living in Hollywood. It's supposed to be people's dreams, but once you actually get here, it's not nearly as glamorous as they make it out to be. It's probably the least glamorous place there is. I uh, used to live in a place when I first moved there to L.A., and I didn't really have any money, and I dropped out of school. That was just absolutely disgusting. I mean, there's homeless people everywhere, cockroaches, um, everyone's rude and and mean-spirited. So, yeah, it's definitely not the place that they promise you. <laughs> I, guess, okay. I guess not. No. <laughs> but uh, but you're really becoming a success. You're doing these really creative videos, and uh, and they're important videos as well because you're taking important subjects 
and, and, and putting some humor behind it. So one of them that just cracked me up was, uh, can Will get a date if he has on a MAGA hat? If you're on a college campus <laughs> asking people to be their, your Valentine or something, you've got a MAGA hat on. Tell us about that one. That was one of my favorite videos. We went to UC Irvine, University of California, Irvine, and I wore a MAGA hat, and then I had a sign that said, would you be my Valentine, uh, or something along those lines. And then we set up a camera. My cameraman was filming me, basically just asking women on the campus if they would be my Valentine, even though I'm in the MAGA hat. And I didn't get any dates. <laughs> I got absolutely zero dates, which is expected at a California university. Um, but I did get a lot of hate. People did not like what I was wearing. Um, and they pretty much discredited me as a person, even before talking to me or knowing me, uh, just because of what I was wearing. I think I'm a, a decently looking guy. Yeah, I think I that... I thought that I would, I th- I would get a, a, at least one. At least one date. Well, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, you know, I, I did an interview for a publication yesterday, and one of the questions that they asked me was about the president uh, presidential race. They said, you know, there's 21 or 22 on the Democrat side and probably one. That's going to be Donald Trump uh, on the Republican side. And, um, you know, what what do I, you know, what would the question, question be regarding my decision for how I vote for president? And I said, you know, I think the first thing is, is am I better off now? than I was in 2016? And the answer to me is yes. And then also, who is the person in that whole big field who's actually reduced taxes, who's actually reduced rules and regulations, and uh, really gotten this economy going? And again, you know, that's Donald Trump. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there's the narrative where, they, I mean, there's so much hate towards the guy because he's actually doing a lot of good for everyday, hardworking Americans, no matter what your descriptor is. Our last uh, GDP, um, and the, the GDP for the last quarter was 3.2%. Obama said that we'd never get above one, one and a half. Here we are at 32 and that raises everybody's boats, no matter what the descriptor is behind your, your um, identity politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, the free market works. I mean, you see when when he does anti-taxes, anti-regulation policies, that it makes people more prosperous. It's uh, apparently something the left has never heard of. So you have all these different Democratic candidates all running on their identity politics, and then you have Donald Trump who's running on solutions that actually work, that actually give people jobs, that keep people uh, with more money in their pockets, that make people's lives better, exactly like you said, that they're, they're financially and uh, hopefully morally better off than they were before under the Obama administration, which I'm pretty sure most people are. I think most uh, people are as well, yeah. Yeah. Let's segue over then. That's a great segue to this next one. Again, i I just cracking up on it, and that is Students versus Mexicans, Cultural Appropriation. Uh, tell my listeners about that one. So that is my favorite video I ever made. So I went to UCLA dressed as a Mexican. I had a poncho. This was for Halloween, a Halloween video. So I had a poncho, I had a fake mustache, and then a sombrero, and then maracas, too. So I went to UCLA and basically asked all the college students there if this was racist, if it was cultural appropriation, uh, if I should take off my costume. And, of course, all of these college students at UCLA all said yes. They all said that I should take it off. And they weren't Mexican. And then I went to uh, Alvera Street, which if you're familiar with Los Angeles, is a very Hispanic area, and they sell um, Mexican things, and there's Mexican food, and all sorts of things like that. 
And so I went there in the costume, and all we talked to them and asked what, what they thought about it, the Hispanics. And they loved the costume. They thought it was great. They thought it was hilarious. They had no problem with it. They didn't think it was cultural appropriation. They didn't think uh, I was being offensive or anything. They thought it was a costume, and I was dressing up and having a good time. And so it's incredible to see the, the dichotomy between the two places because you have these these college students who get so offended because their professors told them versus what people who it's actually supposed to affect loving what I'm doing. So it's just, it's a great example of just, I, I believe, like irrefutable evidence that the left is wrong on these issues, that the people who they claim to defend or claim to virtue signal for actually don't want them to. They actually don't care about these things that they're, they're spewing. You know, and I, as you were mentioning this, um, the loss of the sense of humor by the radical activist far left, I mean, it's, a, it's not a great way to live life, to be, you know, always looking for, you know, being a victim or who's, who's oppressing who and, and no sense of humor. I mean, that's not a great way to live a, live a life, Will Witt. No, it is definitely not. It makes people's lives uh, more unhappy. I don't know why you would want to live that way. Living as a victor or someone who believes that they can do things for themselves is so much more rewarding than than blaming other people for your problems. Because like I said, you know, I was never really that political before. And when I was, you know, in high school and beginning college, you know, I was definitely more entitled. And I, I, you can never have enough when you're entitled. There's always something else that you want. There's always someone else to blame for uh, things going wrong in your life. And you really need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and, and realize that this is your life and you have to take control of it. Well, that's, and it makes you so much happier for it. Oh, it most definitely. We are just about out of time, but I want to ask you about one other very important video, and that was Changing Minds About the Electoral College. Uh, I don't know if you're watching out here in Colorado, but, but uh, there was a, a law that was uh, uh, passed and signed by Governor Polis that instead of our votes from Colorado going towards who we vote for, that actually it'll be part of this compact that our votes will go to whoever wins the national popular vote. It's highly unconstitutional. And uh, I think, I, I think it's a strategy to try to defeat Donald Trump in 2020. But tell us a little bit about that because with one, you know, th- three little points, you were able to change minds on that one. Yeah. I mean, that was a very important video in the sense of, of showcasing that, that the videos that Prager and myself are making are not just for, you know, showcasing what the left believes, but also trying to change people's minds, the viewer and the people we're talking to. And so we were able to really talk to people about, you know, why the Electoral College is important, you know, how a state like Wyoming would have no representation without the Electoral College, and how the Electoral College was set up by the founders for essentially, you know, checks and balances. Um, And so we made that video and we're really able to change people's minds. It's, It's these students and young people who are like, oh, yeah, we don't need the Electoral College, they have no idea what it actually is. They have no idea what it actually represents or why we have it in place. So once we're able to show them just a, a short PragerU video or have me uh, give them the facts on it, they're able to change their minds almost every single time because when you see it, it's like, wow, this is common sense. And also these founder guys who we thought were just a bunch of racist white males were actually pretty smart. And they set something up that, is an incredible model so that we can continue to have our constitutional republic. We are not a democracy, and that was a a huge misconception we are trying to dismantle.
Right. We so are, it's a very important video. And, and I've heard out of the mouse of people, college grads, if you will, and people that should know that we are a constitutional republic, but they say no, that we're a democracy. And as you mentioned, um, these old white guys, the founders, uh, they actually put in place a variety of things to protect the minority or the minority voice, if you will, the smaller voice. And that right. is what they did with the Electoral College. And so we, I, as you were talking about this, you know, first of all, we're trying to get this um, this uh, law under review by the people of Colorado, getting that onto the ballot. So we're going through a petition gathering process right now. And they have to get a lot. I mean, like it's 100, 150,000. I mean, a lot of petitions to do that. But then I realize a lot of people don't understand the Electoral College. And so I think what we need to do is have everybody go to Prager University and watch this short video. Most of your videos are, what, three or four minutes, aren't they? I mean, they're short. Yeah, about three to five minutes, any of them. Um, And you can get a ton of information, not just my videos, but all the other videos on PragerU.com. Our video on the Electoral College is actually our most popular video ever. Uh, with about 65 million views, I believe, somewhere oh in that ballpark. So, gosh. yeah, that's uh, that's our most popular video because it, it, most people have no idea what it is. So, yeah, it's a very important issue. Okay, I think that we're going to use that as we're informing people out here in Colorado. So, Will Witt, thank you so much, and uh, people can find you where? Uh, they can find me on all social media at the Will Witt, or they can go to PragerU.com and check out all my videos and other PragerU videos there. Well, I would suggest uh, just to kind of lighten your day up, uh, that would be something to do every day is to see what you, and wh- what's your next one going to be. Do you know? Um, so actually, we went to Santa Monica, or not Santa Monica, Santa Barbara, if you're familiar, in California, and they banned plastic straws. <laughs> so uh, for, you know, whatever virtue signaling, ridiculous reason. And so we set up a table with a sign that said free plastic straws, and then we filmed uh, giving them out to people and how angry people got at us. Uh, I can't, so, I can't uh, wait to see that. So, yeah, and Will, Will, thank you. Will Witt, thank you so much, and um, you know, let's stay in touch.